Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. How you doing today, man? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Excellent. How are you doing? Excellent. Uh, you know, living the life. Living yeah, I didn't actually care. What are we doing? Oh, well, I don't actually care what we're doing either, so ha! <laughs> we watched another show, and that show is called Cursed. Yeah. So on this podcast, we uh, watch a sci-fi or sci-fi adjacent that includes fantasy, supernatural, movie, television show, miniseries, whichever, whichever one that we deign to be worthy of a watch. Then we (laughs) talk about it. We kind of go over what we thought, give a plot breakdown, and then final thoughts to determine whether or not this show, movie, miniseries is worth the price of subscription. So, Anthony. Spoiler alert, it usually isn't. <laughs> Anthony, you picked this show. Did I? So, or no, I picked this show. You picked this show. Don't you I, put that well, evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Well, when, when I say I picked the show, it showed up on my, my Netflix feed while I was scrolling through it at one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday because I couldn't go to sleep. And <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a new show. We should watch it. What do you think about this show, man? Overall positive very positive the cinematography is really it's just well done it looks great Uh, the acting is good the effects are are great for the most part there is just there's one scene and we'll get to it that is just i laughed you laughed we all laughed at it It was like what what is happening this is the stupidest anyways fair enough i did not know anything about this going into it which normally I at least read a blurb or you're, you're like, yeah, it's about blah, blah, blah. It's about an ex-LA cyborg cop and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, do you want to do you want a blurb? Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's read a blurb. I got the IMDb blurb up. Do you have? I have the Google blurb. OK. Hit me with the Google blurb. In a retelling of the Arthurian legend, teenage sorceress Nimue joins forces with a young and charming mercenary named Arthur. On a mission to save her people. Yeah. IMDb has a teenage sorceress named Nimue encounters a young Arthur on her quest to find a powerful and ancient sword. Mm. So (laughs) the episode starts like most fantasy we've watched with text. Uh, I mean, at least they get it over quick. They do. Yeah. I didn't know this was. I think you had mentioned it was Frank Miller created it which was which i was like oh okay it's different i didn't know it was arthurian same so that was a pleasant surprise in the first five seconds <laughs> and it was well it was like well how are they going to tie this to king arthur if it's supposed to be before him maybe they'll see a baby arthur kind of like gotham right with batman and then uh, merlin shows up a great interpretation of merlin <laughs> we'll get into that a little later i guess overall i liked it i'm, I'm intrigued enough to watch another episode the effects okay. are especially, until that one scene, I was pretty impressed. Fair enough. What about you? I think also fairly positive. I think we're thinking of the same scene. Do we win a prize if we ever get, like, we never figured out the other prize, but uh, oh, we'll worry uh, about that later. Our continued friendship is the mm. only prize I need, Christopher. Mm. Can I, like, exchange that for something? <laughs> so, <laughs> this show, Cursed... <laughs> is described by Wikipedia as 
Cursed is an American fantasy drama web television series based on the illustrated novel of the same name by Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler that premiered on Netflix July 27th, 2020. So, well, I mean, July 17th, but interesting enough, that novel isn't even out yet. Well, that is interesting. What I found interesting is that there is a new entry, I guess, into the the vernacular web television. No, we've seen things described as web television before. I don't think we've ever said it out loud. We've talked about it being like premium television and whatnot. So I guess that's... You notice they don't say web TV because I had a web TV when I was a kid (laughs) and no one needs that in their life. Fair enough. That is what is described as original episodic online video content produced for broadcast on the internet via the World Wide Web. Web television. All right. Fair enough. The question that we were asking and not really looking for an answer to. So this is by Frank Miller. Um, I'm not sure if people don't know who Frank Miller is at this point. He is all over the place. He is famous for a lot of things, but uh, he did Sin City, 300, The Dark Knight Returns. He's done a lot of stuff. If you aren't familiar at all with graphic novels or comic books, you probably know him from those movies. It's interesting that it's based off a book, but the book hasn't been released. And I guess they wrote the book first. It's going through its paces, but I feel Mm. like, oh, well, you know, it's it's an illustrated, how is it described? Illustrated novel. Yeah. So it's not a, is that the same as a graphic novel? I don't feel like it is. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I guess illustrating that novel uh, takes more time than acting pre-production pro, uh, production and post-production for a television show this has been another episode of pedantically arguing about things on wikipedia yes no, no it's just interesting <laughs> that it yeah the way the, the order it came out in sure tom wheeler also fairly famous he co-wrote the screenplay for puss in boots that's, okay, no, that's I mean he's done other stuff. That's I just I'm literally picking and choosing. No, he did a bunch of he's done a bunch of things. He it was the executive producer and showrunner for the Cape. Do you remember that TV show? No. Oh, okay. It was a. I've this not is very good. looking at his filmography. <laughs> this is the first thing of his I have ever seen. Fair enough. Not ever heard of. I've heard of some of this stuff. But this would be the first thing I've ever seen yeah. by him. I mean, he's done a bunch. He's done a bunch of stuff. Also from this show. Looks like we got Jeff Russo, who is a fairly prolific musician who's done a bunch of music for television and movies. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Gustav Skarsgård, actually related to the Skarsgårds, unlike the other one. What? Yeah, so there's Stellan Skarsgård, right? Uh-huh. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know. He's the scientist from the Thor movies, the older guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's alexander skarsgård who has been in other stuff most recently i think he was in uh, the legend of tarzan with uh from 2016 he was also in battleship yeah 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 one of the greatest movies yes i've ever seen yes i can't wait until we do a battleship retrospective we really should we should do it while playing battleship (laughs) he was also in true blood i mean that's probably that's actually where that's where i knew him from (laughs) Before but, he did um, those other things. He tried to use True Blood to then do movies, but he right. chose Battleship Port- and The Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> Good actor, horrible uh, decision maker. <laughs> but Gustav Skarsgård, they are not related. Because I'm sure that, you know, people, when they see a name that's in a 
different language, you know, Swedish, that they automatically assume that they're the same person. But uh, I actually, I've seen an interview with Peter Sarsgaard, in which he has said on numerous occasions that people mistake him. They think he's part of that family. But I don't know yeah, who that so, is. Did you ever see Jar- Jarhead? Ooh, he's in Jarhead. Once. That wasn't a, yeah. <laughs> Did not enjoy yeah, that's that experience. Movie. Yeah, that's movie don't you watch recommend it one that time. Movie. Yeah. yeah. You watch it He's once, you're like, mm. and then they made a second one, and you're like, who are they trying to sell this to? <laughs> but uh, Gustav Skarsgård, who plays Merlin, yeah. is actually Floki in the History Channel series Vikings. Floki was a uh, kind of a wizard in that oh, okay. show as well. So he's being typecast. And then our lead, Catherine Langford, not to be confused with Catherine Langford from stargate sg1 like that's actually on her wikipedia page i'm not i didn't just say that like off the cuff oh, it like, is if you, if you wow. click on it it literally sends you to a link of not to be confused with this characters. fake person who started is a character in stargate oh wow but she's been she's most famous for 13 reasons why um yeah. which is a, a netflix show so there's some big names some small names and some names attached to this. There are names, yes. This show currently on Rotten Tomatoes has a 72% fresh and a 47% average audience score. So, mm, all right. I find it really interesting when Rotten Tomatoes, the critic rating and the audience rating, because I mean, that's what is that, 29%? Mm-hmm. That's a significant difference. Yeah, 29%. Yeah. So, do you think this was seventy six percent fresh, or do you think it was forty seven percent? I'll give it. Walking. I'll lean for. I'll lean closer to the seventy six. Same for sure. I don't think we've said it yet, but we only watched the pilot episode, so these reviews we're looking at are for the season or the show as a whole. But just looking at the first episode, I definitely yeah, I want to see a second episode. Let's see where this goes. And to compare that seventy six or what was what was the audience score? Forty seven. Yeah, our. IMDb rank is 5.4, which seems a bit low. Well, I wonder, we we talked about this off air with The Old Guard, which is another episode of the podcast, because you asked me if I had read any, and I actually did go and read some. Oh, yeah. And uh, (laughs) I wonder if just like people just get, they watch a show and they don't like one thing about it, and then they immediately come on to either IMDb or Rotten to be I'm sure this happens, but and then they just I wouldn't even want to use the term review bomb, but just yeah. just leave bad reviews on the old guard. It was about a bunch of people didn't enjoy the relationships oh, involved. Yeah. Oh, you mean the characters weren't heterosexual? One out of yeah. ten. One out of ten. Yeah. Like which what? Ugh. And that how they didn't like how the Nile was dropped in the middle of the of the show. And I think they kind of missed the whole point that the entire point of the movie <laughs> is that yeah. the old guard is old. But anyways, so yeah. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's the reason why because it, it can be the opposite, right? When when you look at we've talked about it, Rise of Skywalker, how it was so radically different from the critic review as opposed to the audience score. Yeah, fifty one percent rotten and then eighty six percent audience score. It's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. Hmm. But this isn't a show about reviewing other reviews. This is a a show about our review of a television show. Or I'm sorry, a web television series. 
anything in particular you wanted to discuss before we actually get into the plot? Let's do our plot breakdown and then anything else will come along. If we don't hit it, we'll hit it at the end. I always take notes because my podcasting partner is lazy. I never take notes because Christopher (laughs) takes them for me. I barely managed three pages. And when I say barely, I mean I'm six lines into my third page of notes. So, Oh, wow. I don't want to say I wasn't brief, but I think it was actually refreshing to, and it's going to sound like a negative, but there wasn't as much detail for the scenes in this show. Yeah, I can see that. And it it may be because this show is being described as a coming-of-age television show. I've read a lot of things about how that's what the show is. It's it's a coming-of-age story, but it has a lot of familiar themes with the rest of the world, like the real world, religious war, destruction of the natural order, all that stuff. So, interesting. Well, let's uh, brickety-break this plot down. Yeah, let's never say that again. All right. I'll say whatever I want. Yeah. So our opening sequence is, as in fact you discussed earlier, text on the screen. (laughs) I'm not going to read all of it, but I'll give a summarization that this is a story lost to time about a sword of power and a woman who wield it. They called her all sorts of rude things. And then it talks about before the sword chose King Arthur, it chose someone else. Mm. And then a body lands into a body of water. And it's got arrows sticking into it. And as we zoom in closer, we find out it's a young woman. Blood mixing with the water. And then she starts sinking. (laughs) It's kind of like one of those things where it's like you hear the record scratch. And then it's like, (laughs) so you want to know how I ended up here? (laughs) It's very close to that, yes. Yeah. She says, where where do I start? Do I start with water or with fire? Hmm. And then it cuts to her on a horse trotting. And you see a village in the distance and there's smoke coming up from the village. And I was like, that's not a lot of smoke for there to be a fire. And then she just keeps trotting. I'm like, why is she going faster? And it, I didn't, <laughs> I'm dumb. I realized that that's just smoke from chimneys. When I thought it was going to cut to fire, but it didn't. It cuts to four days earlier or whatever. <laughs> so huh. she's riding on her horse. Apparently this horse's name is Old Boy. Cool. Great name for a horse. I thought this was a nice forest, but while she's riding around, she hears some indistinct whispering, or at least that's what the subtitles called it. She sees birds flying in some sort of spiral formation, and then casually, does it, she's like, yeah, spiral, and then just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, cool. I saw that, and I was like, huh, that's creepy. We should yeah. do something about it. Well, but okay. Yeah, she doesn't care. <laughs> How often does she see birds flying around in spirals? Right? Uh, probably quite often. <laughs> We see a young lad pickpocketing a series of people. And he steals like some fruit. I think he ends up stealing like a a wine skin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's just, there's no college, but we can still encourage underage drinking, huh? His name is (laughs) Squirrel? It's not even, yeah, Squirrel. And it's not even underage drink. I mean, this kid is, what, 10, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Apparently, she's supposed to be heading towards some kind of pyre. And she's got to get an offering. So she goes to, I guess, grab some flowers because as she reaches for one, it flies away from her. Again, maybe it's because we don't live in this fantasy world, but if I saw a spiral of crows and then a flower fly around, I might be a little worried. Yeah. Yeah. She just goes deeper and deeper into the forest and then she hears more whispers. And those whispers actually start to say things to her like, save them. And then she hears it call out that death is not the end. Fae queen, you must save them. Then she turns and sees a deer 
And just kind of just sniffing the air, looking at her. And for its troubles, this deer gets shot with an arrow. Two hunters kind of roll up on her. And one of them says, don't get close to this witch. You'll catch worms. <laughs> She's like, why did you do that? And they respond that, you know, it's time for some dinner. Which is a good response. Like, why else would hunters be in the forest and shoot a deer? Uh, it was kind of a dumb question. <laughs> she gets mad at one of them. And I think he says something to the effect of don't try me. And then she gets what I call, I've, I've actually named Vine Face. Oh, that's a good description for it. Green tendrils appear on her, like the, both sides of her face. And it causes his bow to, I guess, become sentient? Or she's able to control the wood somehow? I don't know. But it snaps the bowstring and then begins to choke him. Yeah. Which I thought was rad. Very cool. And I was like, oh, she's a druid. <laughs> Huh. She has like <laughs> she has like some I guess flashbacks or maybe like a vignette or a series of vignettes about one one of them also said that her father didn't even want her and we actually kind of get that we see her calling after her for her papa and then she's walking into the darkness as a small child and then I think she gets attacked by a bear I don't know there's a lot going on very quickly yeah her mother shows up and admonishes her and calls her Nimue N I M U E Hmm. Great name. She says, no sky folk have ever wielded such power. And then she's like, get your offering and get to the pyre. She's kind of like, man, I don't want to do it. And she's like, you'll do what you're told. Yeah. She gets there and she throws her offering on the, the pyre. And all the people there get vine face. There's an eclipse. Very cool. I Did you think the eclipse was planned? I mean, obviously it was planned. Because they're they're asking for whatever, <laughs> like they're like do their little ritual and the eclipse starts or whatever. When it started, I was like, oh shoot, this is not going to end well. It didn't end well, but it it was deliberate. <laughs> it was very interesting. I think it was, I guess, nature deciding that it was time for the eclipse. But I've yeah. got <laughs> I've got some real questions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you your questions. What is, what is an eclipse? The eclipse is when the moon moves in between the earth and the sun. Well, I think the phrase you're looking for is when a planetary body... Oh, well, you want to get more specific, sure. ...gets in between a planetoid and the star of which it orbits, right? Sure. So if the moon caused this eclipse... Right. What time is it? It's... I mean, it's got to be towards the end of the day. You know, the nope. sun's low. It's the morning. It's either morning or it's late. In the day, yeah, but this right? day because goes it's... on for a while longer, and they go to a, sure. So I'm going to say it's morning at the moment, and the moon passes horizontally in front of it. Yeah. So the moon just decided to get out of alignment to hang out in front of the sun for a couple seconds, and then like maybe it wasn't fly the, the way. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> yeah. the moon. It probably wasn't. Honestly, it's Planet X is what it was. Is mm. uh, a Death Star. <laughs> Who knows? They call out to the hidden. And there's a great deal of sparks. Her mother's name is, I think, Lenore. Mm. She's talking about this prayer. I guess the previous summoner died. And now the hidden are choosing a new summoner. There's a great deal of sparks that fly up from the fire. And they surround Nimue. A bunch of people are like, no, she can't be the new summoner. She's a witch. Well, aren't you all? They're aren't all... You all witches? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> odd. They're being very witchy about it. It's weird because... We're, we're going to find out here pretty soon that they're discriminated people because of their magic. And then they're yeah. going to turn around and discriminate on her for having more magic. This just goes <laughs> to tell you that 
humanity in whatever its form just doesn't like things that can't understand things that are different. <laughs> right. She essentially says, I don't want, I don't want to be your new summoner. And then she looks at the pirate and's like, I don't want to be your new summoner. <laughs> the sparks leave her and then the eclipse ends and she just rolls. Her mother kind of chases after her. I think she says, you're not only my daughter, but you're my apprentice. This is what you got to do. And then she decides that she's going to skip town. A young woman approaches her named Pim. She's like, no, you, you can't leave. Nimue leaves anyways. Interesting. Yeah. And then we get a scene change to an older man in robes with like a scarred head. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but I think yeah, every, I was, every person in the red robes has scars on their head or something. Yeah. And a young boy sitting next to him in a cart with red hair. And the older man starts talking about, about God and his garden and how we're the tillers of the garden. And demons are the weed. And sometimes you got to pull the weeds out. And sometimes the, the demons have faces. They have scary faces, shy faces. And then he presses a leaf to this young lad's hand. And his hand turns green. And then he says, and sometimes their faces are very young. This kid is wrenched out of this cart. The camera turns 90 degrees and there's a massacre oh yeah very unexpected great camera work i have down here that these guys in red robes are real trouble (laughs) yeah yeah because they're just burning killing crucifying and burning people yeah it is some imagery for sure we have cut back to the village someone approaches and says that they have a moon wing they take this moon wing into a hut and it appears to be a female bird humanoid maybe i think a harpy moth like yeah kind of a harpy uh she describes how the red robes came and set fire to their trees and uh, some of them died from smoke in their sleep and then some of them fell out and were slain by a gray monk and Mm. we get a shot of this guy's face and he has some very runny eyeshadow very runny he puts on his dark eyeshadow and then he cries about how much mommy hates him and then he goes about his (laughs) day mascara maybe i don't know they call him the the crying swordsman or something that uh, i don't know yeah the people in red robes are called the red paladins someone says that they serve uther or maybe they should talk to uther the king about these troubles and then Mm -hmm. lenore says no friends of the fae serve uther pendragon yeah Hmm. if i recall correctly king arthur's father's uther pendragon in in the traditional storytelling tales Yes. yes yeah I think in some he is considered a, an illegitimate child. Mm. And then in other stories, he is Uther's son raised in the keep. That show on the BBC Merlin. It's got Uther and Arthur and sure. things like that. So, oh, no, I haven't seen that, but yeah. The only King Arthur I know is the the movie Excalibur from like 1981. So, What was the one just recently? King Arthur, the Legend of Excalibur, maybe? It was like Legend, Legend of the Sword. I saw that on a plane. Uh, not bad. With Charlie Hunman in it. Hunnam? Hunnam? Mm. Yeah. Guy mm. Ritchie movie. Guy Ritchie movies are, they're never horrible. They're not, they're not always great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking spoiled milk. Not always bad. But not always good. <laughs> do you just compare Guy Ritchie to spoiled milk? You do what you feel is best. <laughs> so we are now in a tavern. We have changed scenes, and there is a man, or you think is a man, a cloaked figure in some blue robes, sitting off in a corner, not moving, not saying anything. And two men approach him, and I, I don't, I don't even think they say their names, but they're like, "Hey, you know, you owe Lord 
something. 4,000 silver or gold pieces. I don't remember. I think he says silver. Does he say silver? They're not I crown? Know. I think it was silver. Yeah. I don't know. And this person doesn't move. And they say, hey, Merlin. <laughs> and so, oh, Merlin. Cool. Okay. Kind of push him over and he just kind of falls. But like, he doesn't fall, but he kind of leans backwards. <laughs> Starts snoring. And then one of them gets close, puts his knife down on the table, and then starts to reach into Merlin's robes. And then Merlin apparently is not asleep, has been playing possum the whole time, grabs the knife, shoves it in the guy's face, doesn't hurt him. But then he says, like, I think he says the king of Carpathia once sent 400 assassins after me, and I burned them alive for days or something to that effect. The, yeah, the lightning storm that lasted seven days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He scares these guys away. Right before he says you turn him into something like a muskrat or mole rat, something mole rat, yeah. And then this girl with one eye says, "Oh, so I guess the room is a true, and you don't have any powers." <laughs> That's the greatest. That is that is the best interpretation of how what she says. I was like, "Wow, that is it." Uh, right? No, right? Yeah. Oh man! Uh, so. We are now in what appears to be a castle's keep. There's a well-dressed man sitting on a throne. This is Uther Pendragon. Uh, he is being updated uh, I'm sorry. by... That is King Uther Pendragon. Uh, you insolent... No, okay, carry on. I bow to no man. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, <laughs> never mind. Okay, just carry on. No kings, no gods, only man. There's some Bioshock for you. There you Anyways, go. Uther is being pressed upon by, I guess, a page or a messenger or his whatever this position is. I don't know. Court-appointed advisor? I don't know. He's a member of his court. He talks about how the Red Paladins have populist support and that the majority, I think he says, most people blame the Fae for the drought. And then Uther's like, most? (laughs) He's like, well, who do the rest blame? And this guy's like, well, you. (laughs) <laughs> and then he has he makes the best point yeah how they blame for a drought how yeah like eh, it's just a great point no it's true yeah but i mean i don't know if you know this or not uther but as a leader you are responsible <laughs> you are responsible for the people that you lead so things don't work out may not be your fault but it, you know uh the, the guillotine answers to no man anyways Merlin shows up. He's drunk. Very. And yeah, he, we found him in the cabbages. I don't think I'd want to hang out in the cabbages if I was drunk. Maybe the carrots? I'd hang out in the carrots. <laughs> Where would you hang out if you were drunk? Usually, I don't I don't drink. <laughs> but I imagine that if you're drunk, you usually want to be near more alcohol. So just wherever that is, I guess. Potatoes? Yeah, potatoes. There you go. Mmm. Wouldn't he use his magic to just turn things in? Anyways, Uther kind of, I, I guess he's consults Merlin and he's like, you know, you promised us rain. The, the Fae are your people. How are they able to survive? And I think he says to the effect that they're better farmers. So when people can't farm, they'd rather just, bl- they'd rather steal the Fae's. He, he, I think he says they'd rather steal their food and blame them for their problems, which is what humans yeah, do. That is what we do. I mean, I was doing it, it earlier today. It makes a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you were stealing some drunk man's cabbages? Is that what you were doing? Merlin says, well, maybe the Shadow Lords might be able to help us. And then apparently this upsets Uther because he slams his hand into his throne and says, I want rain. And then uh, 
Merlin just leaves. Yeah. Man. Imagine being a wizard. I don't have to imagine. How? Like you don't you don't have to imagine being a wizard. I don't have to imagine. Have to imagine. I don't have to imagine being a wizard. Uh, oh. Because Why? I don't have to do what you tell me to do. You are doing this podcast though. Oh no. <laughs> and this gotcha. was the last episode. <laughs> so now he's walking through the halls and he sees a dead bird on the ground. He grabs a torch and goes upstairs. As he gets to the top of this tower and he enters a chamber, there's a lot of dead birds in a big circle. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, Nimue, we have changed scenes again. Oh, by the way, in between, I think every major scene change, there's like an animated transition. Yeah. It's pretty... wonder if those uh, those are uh, scenes from the upcoming book. That's the impression I got. But... Yeah, because they do look like pages, like illustrated mm-hmm. pages. Yeah. yeah. Nimue is on Old Boy with Pim. She's talking about how Gwen traveled on the brass shield to the desert kingdoms. The brass shield is a ship that she intends to board. When they arrive, the entire time Pim is trying to talk her out of it, she asks the dock worker, she's like, hey, you know, where's the ship? And he's like, oh, it's gone. It left yesterday. <laughs> When's it going to be back? Six months. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Nimue is not happy. And then we get an interesting shot of them walking around the market seeing various things you know i think they they look at some cloth some cakes yeah pim picks up some pastries sniffs it and then puts it back not (laughs) hygienic in the slightest don't they know that there's a pandemic right now what are they doing i don't know what they're doing they're not even social distancing (laughs) some music starts playing and they see a man with what appears to be a handmade mandolin and another man singing while he's singing, he actually looks at Nimue, and then I guess he starts singing about her, which I don't want to say it embarrasses, but, you know, maybe she's she's like, well, I don't want to deal with this, so she kind of leaves. You're right. He chases her down a little bit. He's like, well, let me buy you a drink. And she says, well, we don't drink with strange men, and then he introduces himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, great, now we're not strangers anymore. Uh, Arthur, man. No means no. No means no. Well, yeah, that's not what, Don't. <laughs> They, they said they didn't want to drink with a strange man. Yeah, that was obvious that Pim wanted to. It, all right, look, if you if you say no means no, and you overuse that, it's going to lose its power. We're all getting right? in the weeds. Yeah. Arthur claims to be a knight. One of them says, well, so are you a mercenary? And then he says, no, 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 I'm a knight. And then some armored and very scruffy looking men appear. And then one of them says, oh, Arthur found him some fine country girls. <laughs> then his name is Bors, B-O-R-S. He puts some dice on the table. Nimue, she wants, a, she wants to roll the bones. She doesn't have any money. So this guy, Bors, says, all right, well, you wager a kiss. And if you win, you'll get 10 silver. All you got to do is roll a seven. As she's about to pick him up, Arthur actually says out loud, no, 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 they're weighted dice. Yeah. <laughs> but... She does. She rolls a seven. Boars says, well, how about we up the ante? You got to roll two out of three. And she says, okay, I'll roll two out of three. But if I win, you have to give me 20 silver pieces. Boars replies, well, if I win, I get my money's worth. He is not a clean looking man. (laughs) No no one in the show is clean looking. She rolls another seven. And then I think he says, are you witching me? To which she replies, why are you afraid of witches? And then his chair 
the leg because he's leaning back and it looks like one of the chair legs snaps, snaps underneath him. And then he calls her a witch. They take off running. Some red paladins are in the crowd. We keep hearing someone yell witch. They start chasing after them. And then we uh, cut back to Merlin. He moves on a guy. And I think, he, I don't remember his first name, but he calls him the physician. He says, uh, you know, I hear that you collect interesting items. And he says, no, nah, no, nah, man, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I was told that I can't. This scene, if you replace Merlin with a detective on his last leg who can barely hide his drinking problem and this dude <laughs> as a former drug dealer who's a snitch but he's reformed right this it fits right in that other genre it's really it's really interesting uh, to see that yeah. scene but with a wizard and a man who sells oddities in the black market it's interesting yeah because merlin says oh that's too bad because i have a lot of money that i'm willing to spend he's oh yeah yeah well no maybe i got somebody looking for him Nice. Way to stick to your principles there, buddy. Merlin replies that he's looking for the number three, and then he pulls, like, it looks like a secret panel on his cart. It wasn't that secret. It was right Well, there. I'm just, but what I'm saying is, like, it, he pulls a drawer. Like, it's not obvious that this is, like, something to look for. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And then inside of this drawer appears to be a three-faced baby. Yeah. Uh. Well, dead baby. Right. Corpse? Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for that's more sensitive? Uh, cadaver? Yes, cadaver. <laughs> Merlin then starts spouting off a bunch of numbers. I, I didn't write any of them down. I didn't rewind it. I wasn't willing to do it. But he also, I think he says like 10 dead magpies or something to that effect. And then he, the last thing he says is a great and terrible war. Pays this man and then leaves. He doesn't even take the oddity with him. He's just like, here's nope. your money. I'm out. <laughs> Pim and Nimue are on horseback trying to evade the red paladins. Cannot run them because they're too abreast to a horse. So they decide that they're going to get into the forest and then hide. They convince old boy to Did lay down. Did we mention and... that they were running from the red paladins? Yes. Did I just like blank out for a minute? Yeah. I oh, mean, you okay. rarely pay attention to the things uh, I yeah. say. Yeah. Arthur appears behind them. Ready to draw his sword. The red paladins kind of bugger off. And then uh, he says, you know, that guy that... The guy that you're talking to, his name is Bors, B-O-R-S, and he, he's a mercenary. And then he mentions that the Red Paladins have been burning fey villages up and down the Beggar's Coast. He makes camp, sets a fire. During that uh, nighttime, we actually have Nimue and Arthur doing a little bit of training. She's swinging her, I guess, his sword at him, and he appears to be quite skilled with a weapon because he's blocking it with a dagger. What if he had, like, tripped or something? Like, she's swinging at him. Right. I mean, he's uh, dodging easily. He is, but it all takes this one slip, you know, or for <laughs> her to drop the sword or something. And right. I don't know. I don't know. It just yeah, I mean, irresponsible. The whole scene was irresponsible. <laughs> every, every, yeah. And then he mentions that a sword is more than a blade. It's a cross guard. It's a pommel. Mm. And then he kind of stares into her eyes and she headbutts him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you ever see a movie called Mystery Men? No. There's a scene in Mystery Men where there's a guy who, he fights with a shovel and his name is The Shoveler. I'm not making that up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I've been told, it's one of those movies where everyone just kept talking about it to the point where I was like, I don't need to see it. Oh, you need to, you need to see it. Uh-huh. Well, anyways, there's a scene where he has the shovel and he's swinging it around and then he gets stopped and he asks, how many weapons do you wield? And then he says, I, I, have, I have my shovel. And then his uh, teacher says you have the hand the fist the elbow the knee the foot these are all weapons 
that's true. And I, I think that's what Arthur is trying to teach mm-hmm. her. But in doing so, teaches her that she can headbutt him. Huh. So, Look, no yeah. one wins in a headbutt. <laughs> I Goats or rams, right? They win in headbutts? I suppose. Because, I mean, they headbutt each other like to establish dominance. I'm sorry. So. No human wins. In a- <laughs> <laughs> There's some obvious attraction. You can kind of see it on each of their face. Yeah. Uh, I think Nimue is maybe trying to deny those feelings for various reasons. We don't know how old she is. We don't know how old this guy is. They come from two different peoples, two different worlds. You know, she's just, she's hesitant, which she should be, you know. (laughs) This guy's a total stranger. She's swinging a sword at him in the forest at night. Yeah. Then she actually has a seizure or what appears to be a seizure. She sees a bunch of different images, but we get a lot of a woman swimming Mm-hmm. And then a sword. And then we actually cut to Merlin waking up. <laughs> he looks around and then he goes through his spell book. As he's turning the pages, you hear like thunder and lightning start. And he eventually stops on a page with a sword. He has like a, a look on his face of shock mm. or bewilderment, maybe. I don't know. Bewilderment is a great word. Nimue wakes up. She's next to the fire, which is dead. And she wakes uh, Pim up. And Pim, uh, apparently, Pim's hung over. And they decide to leave without waking up Arthur, which in hindsight was actually probably a, a good thing for this next scene. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> you really think so? Yeah. So while they're on their horse, Pim keeps asking her. She's like, so what did you guys do last night? Did he kiss you? Did you kiss him? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're you know, young women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I found... It just, I found it funny and kind of innocent that her questioning. No, no, it totally is. Yeah. No, it's great. Kind of endearing. As they're like riding, notice what appears to be ash floating in the air. And then they look up and they see a horse on fire running past them. Man. Yeah. That's got to suck. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, was, I don't think the horse was on fire. I think it was like a saddle or whatnot, right? I mean, I don't think any horses were harmed in the making of the show. No, I don't, it was all was fake fire, fire for sure. You think, but the they could trying to portray the horse itself is on fire. So what you're telling me? Yes, that's what I think. Oh, okay. They have fur, right? They got hair. That stuff burns. Well, just the where it was, it was only on fire where their saddle is. So I assumed it was the saddle. This is another episode of pedantic arguing. <laughs> the horse is on fire. Let it go. So as it turns out, the red paladins are attacking. They've uh, found their village. They kind of ride in, stupidly, I might add. Very they immediately stupid. get dis- dehorsed. <laughs> immediately. They immediately yeah. get dragged apart from one another. Yeah, separated within seconds. Ugh. I really like this battle scene, not because of all the people getting murdered, but I th- it's filmed pretty well. I-, I think a lot of the shots with her, I don't know if it's one continuous shot, but it it's feels not. like it's one big shot. It feels like it is, but it's, it's definitely not, yeah. but... The whole time I'm watching this, all I could think of is, you see, Mythica, this is how you film a raid. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) Well, you know, they got the money. They can afford to scuff the uniforms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't have, they just had robes, I guess. So it was cheaper production value for sure. (laughs) The Fae appear to only be wearing blue. Or not only, but the the Fae appear to wear a lot of blue. Mm-hmm. And the Red Paladins wear a lot of red. Makes that pretty easy. Yeah. She hides under like a, a thatched roof, sees a rider appear, and it's the Grey Monk. He's talking to the older Red Paladin from earlier. 
she sees Squirrel walking around with the too big a sword, grabs him. Way too big, yeah. And she's like, hey, you need to go to the iron wood and hide in the old man rock and I'll come find you. And then he tells her that he saw her mother at the temple. So he takes off running and then she also takes off running and gets caught immediately. Immediately. <laughs> oh, jeez, Come on. Come on, Nimue. You probably haven't run from very many men trying to kill you, but jeez, She's about to get burned. Arrows get loosed. Take out a few of the red paladins. She manages yeah. to escape. Well, I don't think we ever find out who shot those arrows. Not not in this I, episode, right? Well, one of them says Fey archers from the north. Or something oh, do they like yell that. that out? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's actually who it was. Mm. But. Well, it could easily have been the knights with Arthur. I don't know. Sure. Probably yeah. not, but maybe. Nimue runs off into a cave slash temple, finds her mother. She's bleeding. Lenore says, you know, listen to me. You have to take this to Merlin. And she hands him like a wrapped. She hands her. S- Come on now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get her pronouns I, well, I just correct. said Merlin. Yeah. Lenore hands Nimue something that is wrapped. It, I mean, I knew it was a sword immediately, but it's, it's not obvious, but it's the sword. A red paladin shows up, kills Lenore. Nimue runs. She runs off. We are back at Merlin's tower. The storm is apparently a full force. He has some guard with him, and he makes him hold a metal rod. <laughs> like a lightning rod outside. outside. Yeah. <laughs> the guard and does not like, want to be there. Yeah, oh. He's like, should we be doing this? And he's like, point it at the clouds, man. Come on. <laughs> the guard eventually runs off because Merlin is no longer paying attention because of the clouds start crackling, or I guess thundering and lightning red. Mm-hmm. And then what appears to be a formation of three crowns. Yeah, which I match think. the armor. The imprint yeah. on the armor of the uh, the guard. It starts raining. What I assumed was blood, and my assumptions were affirmed seconds later, when at a party, Uther is sitting with some people, and he calls out, The drought has ended! We won't drink to the rain, we will drink the rain! And then starts... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drinking blood. <laughs> and then he throws the bucket down, blood gets everywhere, and then he goes, Merlin! Ugh, yeah. We cut to Nimue. Running through the woods, being chased by some wolves. Ugh. She uh, sees a rock, hops on top of that rock as the wolves surround her. Say it's a rock. It's a giant boulder, so she's able to get on top of it. I mean, it's got to be, what, 10 feet across on the top? How did that boulder get there? That was a big boulder in the middle of the forest. I don't know, man. The world is an interesting place, you know? I assume that it is not actually a boulder, but a rock monster. Did <laughs> you ever play Breath of the Wild? No. I played oh, Fable, okay. though. Didn't they have the giant rock monsters? I don't know. So the next time I ask you if you played Breath of the Wild, don't you dare say that you played Fable in response. Well, no, to... I was talking about rock monsters. <laughs> yeah, no, c- kind of, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't comparing those two games <laughs> because I didn't care for Fable and I haven't played Breath of the Wild. Oh, Breath of the Wild's good, man. You, I'm sure you, it is. you have a Switch? I, I do, I do. I just haven't got around to buying it. Oh, it's worth no. 10 out of 10. So she gets bitten or she gets like jaws wrapped around her hand and her foot at some Uh, point yeah manages to kick these wolves off yeah during this fight we cut real quick to merlin he gets struck by lightning rad nimue pulls the sword from its wrapping yeah it's a cool looking sword man yeah it appears like the it's like some kind of force or effect around her because the rain i don't know it looks like the rain's warping around her a bit yeah warping that's the word i'm looking for yeah thank you 
the sword has like glowing runes up the blade. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, a cool yeah, effect, yeah, yeah. man. I really, I, I was like, this is a cool looking sword. We cut back to Merlin who's rolling around on the ground naked with a big scar shaped like a sword on one part of his body. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see that guy's butt, but yeah, it's cool. All right. And then uh, Nimue manages to kill some wolves. <laughs> By clumsily beheading these uh, very badly animated, computer-generated, imaged wolves. So bad. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to let you have this last one. Oh. <laughs> She's been grabbed on the arm by a wolf. No blood. Her, nothing's torn. Uh, it should get grabbed on the foot. Nothing's torn. I mean, she maybe had a boot on there, but nothing's torn. Nothing's bad. She hacks... And a wolf's head goes, and blood goes everywhere. It's, the other wolves behind her don't move in to attack. They, like, stand there, and they wait their turn. But she keeps hacking at these wolves, which just... Like, at one point, the one looked like it was almost touching her, but she had her back to it, so it was like, I'll wait. <laughs> Ugh. It was just horrible. And she's swinging the sword, and she keeps swinging, and blood starts splattering on the screen. Bad. Bright red. I, you know... Thinking of it now, when I, when I saw it, it looked absolutely horrible. And she's hacking away. The whole screen fills up with red, and the episode ends. Now that I'm thinking about it, that red being more cartoony could go into the whole motif of it being an illustrated book and having the illustrations between the major screen changes and stuff. That's not how it came across at the time. Right. It was just bad. The whole scene was, yeah, sure, have her fight some, wo- some wolves. I'd rather have fought a couple of red paladins. That would have been cool. But I guess they didn't want to have her fight swordsmen because she doesn't have skill. She just has a sword that was very sharp. I don't I know. I think the, uh, the I blood it was is very much a uh, Frank Miller theme. It is, I guess. So. It, it doesn't matter. It, just, it looked absolutely ridiculous. The CGI was horrible. The choreo- choreography, if you want to call it that. It's like they were like, hey, we have the CGI wolves. They're making them. Go ahead and just hack your sword around. And then they went to the wolf guys and they're like, hey, she's going to be hacking her sword around, so just have them jump whenever. And they just didn't coordinate between the two. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, sorry. That's a, no. Did no, we let, win? Let, Did we win something? Let it, I think we won. I don't know what we won, but we won it. But yeah, that's the end of the plot. Like I said earlier on this podcast, we talk about the show. We break down the plot if it has one. And then we give our ultimate final thoughts, determine whether or not we liked it, and see if it's worth the uh, price of subscription. So, Anthony. Yeah. Did you like this episode? Sure. Allow me to expand on that. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yes, I liked it. I could easily see myself not liking it, depending on where it goes from here. But as a basic premise, a pilot episode, introducing characters, putting major forces in motion. I'm sure we'll get some other characters coming in. I'm, I'm looking forward to our Hermine Merlin and all that, but I could easily see it going down the drain very, very quickly. So, yes, I liked it. Is it a good pilot in that it makes me want to watch the next episode? Yes, but I have. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. As far as price of subscription, that's hard to say. From this one episode, I, meh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. What about you? I am inclined to agree. And I've said this before for other television show pilots that we've watched that we may end up watching more episodes of the show but we're not reviewing the show we're reviewing the pilot and there have been times in the past where we've said maybe at some point it gets better based on the future episodes but that's really not up for us to decide right well i'm saying it could get better it could also get worse right 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 but in this case 
I think this is the rare instance, other than Charmed, where I don't need to watch another episode to know that it's good or that I liked it. Like with some of the other shows that we watched, we'll be watching it or we'll talk about it. And I'll be like, yeah, you know, I liked it, but I may not watch another episode. It might get better. I don't know if it'll get better. I think this show is probably good. I think that the following episodes are probably entertaining because I think this is, it's okay. it's more adult themed, but I think this is a show aimed squarely at tweens. Yeah. High school. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a positive thing. Yeah. I just, so. that's that last CGI scene and the blue harpy looking thing with the obvious fur shirt on that's supposed to be your skin. <laughs> like, so there's a few, like, I can get past that, but I just, I agree that it'll probably be really well shot and have good production value as far as like the physical sets and whatnot are concerned. But I don't know. I'm probably going to watch another episode because I, I I like King Arthur. And I like the stories around him and I, I like that they're doing something different. Yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people will hate that they've changed Arthurian legend. Oh my goodness. Blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and no one owns it. I guess, I guess I agree. Not, not a hundred percent, but I think we're aligned enough. I, I think that we're both fairly in line with the positive messages about representation and empowerment, right? Like we talked about it in yeah. Charmed, how representation is important. And sure. I thought about this earlier while I was watching this show and I actually wrote it down to bring it up for this exact point. But did you know that I think it was in like 2010 or 2011 that there was a big survey done by all these major gaming companies and they found that like video game companies? Yeah, like like video game developers or publishers or whatever mm. that 51% of the people that bought games were actually female. Well, yeah. I remember that because I, I worked in the industry at that time. Right. I, I think a lot of people get upset whenever they have things like this, where you have a female lead in an, in an action fantasy drama story. Right. And I wonder like how much different this show would have been that instead of the character's name being Nimue, that her name was Artha. <laughs> Is that the female version of Arthur? I, I don't know. Arthan? I don't know what the name would be. But I think it's nice and it's good for... You know, we can talk about representation. It's good to see. I mean, how old is your youngest sister? Uh, 14, 15. 14. I don't know if she'd ever, I don't know if she'd ever watch the show, but you know, it's good for her to be able to turn on the TV and see that there's a an empowered female character in a fantasy story that isn't just you know a princess waiting to be rescued by a prince or whoever. Sure. You know, she's not being held hostage by a dragon. <laughs> yeah. For people who don't like it when that happens, I think that's. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. If you go to the IMDb reviews for this show and just control F the word black. Uh Oh, yeah. There are easily a dozen one out of 10 reviews that are like, what? They made Arthur black. Ugh. Oh, geez. Yeah, because they're like, that's not accurate. There weren't black people back. then. Well, the the King Arthur was also not back then. You idiots. (laughs) 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 Like that's their that's their thing. So when we talk about representation, representation it's not just just the female lead but they did sure i mean and if that is king arthur which i'm guessing from everyone's reaction it is who cares well he can have a different origin story he's a fake he's a made-up character it didn't even like bother me that arthur wasn't you know your typical you know i don't think we even mentioned it when we went through the plot like it wasn't even a point didn't even think that 
that was a problem until I was like, all right, let's look up some stuff before the for the pod. And I'm like, oh, people are upset about this. <laughs> That's <God>. weird. <sighs> but it's not just that. So I want to throw out there, because I've heard this counter argument before. You wouldn't take a non-white, I don't know, not mythic, but uh, folklore character and make them white. Like Shaka Zulu or something? Yeah, like you wouldn't, yeah, I don't even know who that is. But you wouldn't normally do that with whatever other, if it's uh, like a Chinese legend or an Indian legend or an African legend, you wouldn't change that character to be white. So they try to uh, use that as saying, oh, you can't change our white characters. And I don't don't think it goes both ways, if that makes sense. But they do. When? I mean, that's where the whole term of whitewashing comes oh, from. Oh, no, absolutely. Hollywood for it has been done 50, for very, very 50, long 60 time. 60 years. Exactly. Like, like, no, no, just, I'm sorry. I'm talking today. Like you wouldn't, oh. you wouldn't do that. Like oh. you as in 2020, we would not as a society do that. When's the last time that happened? I don't know. People are real upset about him being black. That's all I'm saying. And, or really just not I, white to be more specific. It's again, the thing with Charmed is, but I don't think we're qualified to answer the questions, but I think we're qualified enough to at least ask the questions. Is it that big of a deal? King Arthur's a made up person. Yeah. <laughs> As, as far as I'm aware, because there's supposed to be some like some truth to legend, right? That's the whole point. It was a oral history passed down generation after generation. And eventually the, the facts, they gain wonderment because, you know, no one wants to know about King Arthur, the guy who became, he was crowned king because his dad wanted him to be king. Right. But the story of King Arthur pulling a sword from a stone is much more interesting. Or When Nimue is swinging the sword around top of the stone and he gets stuck in it, and I was like, I swear, if this just gets stuck and she can't pull it out, I swear to God. <laughs> and then she just gets eaten by the wolves. And then no Arthur shows up, <laughs> the- pulls the sword out of the stone. I was like, this, is, this, this could not be worse. <laughs> fair enough. If that happened. But, so it didn't happen, then, but sorry. That's fair. Yeah. No, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, no, so I I always wondered if the reason why we have more representation in mass media, whether it be video games, literature, television series, movies, what have you, is it necessarily out of some need to be politically correct as much as it is oh. in the entertainment industry yeah. figuring out that they could market to so many other demographics? It is know? absolutely that. Companies are not progressive. They're not liberal or conservative. They're there to make money. That's all. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, this was a surprisingly that got deep episode. way off yeah. topic. Uh, yeah. But the good news is it was at the end of the episode. Yeah. So if you didn't like middle. it, you could have just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned it, and we've mentioned it before when these topics have come up. We're not qualified. We're not experts. We just have opinions, and we see things, and we react to them. Hopefully. Yeah. We don't get a whole lot wrong. <laughs> Hopefully, we uh, yeah. our opinions at least make sense, even if you disagree with them. Yeah, and even if we get something wrong, that's okay. Yeah, if I'm corrected by someone on Twitter or in an email or in the Facebook group about something that I said that's incorrect, I'm not talking. If you think a movie is good and we trashed it, that's not what I'm talking about. No, nope. feel free say, to have that argument with us. We we like yeah, it. Uh, yeah. If if I say something in terms of representation or any sort of like political mishandling of information. You correct me. I'm smart enough to know that I don't know. Feel free to correct me, please. I will accept. Correct us both. I will learn and become a better person because of it. But so I same on all that. And if you do want to reach out to us, good, bad, ugly, whatever, our email address is sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. 
Also, send us your suggestions, either there or on Twitter. We are at B underscore Roll Podcast. You'll see us announcing uh, what we're watching for the next episode, what we've just released. And you already mentioned the Facebook group, B-Roll Podcast Group. I didn't mention it, but thank you for You mentioned the Facebook group? You did. No, I didn't. You did. When you said people can (laughs) reach out on Facebook. or No, it doesn't matter. You did, though. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash B underscore roll. Anything that you can donate, we'd appreciate. All donations go strictly towards making the podcast better, be that equipment, software. Absolutely. All right, but that'll be all from me. You get anything else, Chris? No, I think that's it. All right, perfect. You want me to? Do you want to? Do you want me to outro us? You always do. All right. Well, that's been another episode of the B Roll Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for reviewing. We don't have any new iTunes reviews this week, so if you want to hear your review on the air, make sure you review us. Five stars, five star. Thanks everybody for listening. And just so you know, 2020 it's getting rough. Just know that it's tough out there, but you know, you'll always have a place. You'll always have community if you listen to this podcast. God bless. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. How 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 gravelly can you get when you're saying cursed? Cursed. 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 All right, yeah, that's like, like that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs>